Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Lions fans. Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network on LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? And welcome into the show, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you for another episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning us in once again here on the Believe Podcast Network. Know that if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. It really helps us out as we continue to grow the show. I know you can find us on any of your favorite podcast directories along with Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And of course, you can also find us at Believe.com and on any social media platform, at Believe Podcast is the handle. So now that you have all that out of the way and all that accounted for, welcome into the LMU Basketball Podcast. As I said, I'm your host, Jesse Cass, the LMU Basketball Play-By-Play broadcaster, bringing you this brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast and recapping what was just a one-game week a week ago and looking forward to two games on the road upcoming for the Lions as we Put this episode up on a Thursday, a game tonight against their rival Pepperdine, and then traveling to San Francisco for a game on the road against the San Francisco Dons on Saturday. So before we get to that, do want to let you know about the LMU Lions' most recent game. It was against, oh, ho-hum, the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and the final was a 87-62 win for Gonzaga. Uh, and obviously when you're playing the number one team in the country, uh, it's always going to be a tough test. You're going to have to play a perfect ball game to come out on top in that one. And while the score certainly indicates uh, Gonzaga domination, uh, they did control the game. But I did think that LMU had several nice moments and actually played, at least mostly in the first half especially, to their tempo, which is the way that you have to try to beat a team like Gonzaga when there is that type of gap. So I think for the Lions, certainly nothing to be discouraged about. I do think some of their shooting numbers obviously need to improve, but... Defensively, I liked a lot of what I saw from the Lions, especially in the first half when they held Gonzaga, a great shooting team, to 1 of 11 from downtown. LMU, 11 turnovers in the ballgame, but five of those came in the first couple of minutes. So I thought after those first early minute jitters, they were able to get over that and uh, really play a lot better. Obviously, the offense uh, was tough against a very good Gonzaga ball club. LMU finished at 39% from the field and just 7 of 26 from downtown. So Three-point shooting is certainly something that will need to improve the Lions going forward, but when you look at a young team for the Lions and a lot younger than I think they expected coming into the year with some of the injuries that they've had to face, uh, they've performed pretty well. And and it's important to note that, as we said earlier on a couple weeks ago, last week's podcast as well, have to win the games that you feel like you're on equal footing or that are kind of toss-up matchups in this conference. And so far, the Lions did that against San Diego. Obviously, a couple of losses against two of the heavyweights in BYU and Gonzaga. But a big week upcoming uh, versus a couple of teams that are in similar positions to the Lions right now in terms of their, their overall record and standings in the conference. Uh, the Pepperdine Waves and the San Francisco Dons. Pepperdine at 8-9 and nine on the year. LMU 7-10 and 10 as we sit here. San Francisco is 13-6, and six, but their conference record, as we said, is similar. As the Lions are 1-2 and two in conference, same record as Pepperdine. San Francisco has one more game under their belt. They're 2-2 two and two in conference, so that's something that is not going to change throughout the conference season. This thing is going to be gridlocked up and down the standings 
Uh, and it's going to be important to try to win the games that are going to be tough no matter what, but ones that can be toss-ups and that you feel like you can get. So obviously the Lions with any loss is tough and you go and expecting to win every ball game, but I did think there was nice signs in the Gonzaga game. Eli Scott, no shock there, but 20 points on 9 of 13 from the field. He was really tremendous in that ball game offensively. Ivana Lipia finished with 11, including hitting three three-pointers. So hopefully seeing that three ball start to fall for him can kind of open up his offense. Right now he is the second leading scorer on the Lions and I think can provide even more of a scoring punch when he really gets going. So that was a good sign. And then Jonathan Dos Anjos, who's been making steady progress in his offense. Again, nine points for him. Not a huge number, but he's been on that trajectory where he's steadily improving. And most importantly, four of four from the free throw line. He came in with a dreadful free throw percentage where he was six of 18. Uh, So he's raised his free throw percentage from 33% to about 46%. So on the rise there and just gaining more confidence confidence in his offense, which I think is very important for the Lions. And as we said, I do think outside shooting will be important as conference play continues. For what it's worth, Dos Anjos did hit his one, his only three-pointer. Thought Kelly Lea Pepe, he hit a three in that ball game, looked really nice in 13 minutes off the bench before fouling out. Uh, for Eric Johansson, the senior, it'll be important to for the Lions to be able to open up looks for him. Uh, he did have six shot attempts, just two threes, as Gonzaga did a nice job of running him off the line. Six points in that loss against the Bulldogs, but his outside shooting could help space things out for everyone else as well. So I think for the Lions, we've talked about it before, but the keys always remain the same in terms of taking care of the basketball, rebounding, finishing out possessions, and their ability to knock down their free throws when they get those opportunities as well. So all important things for the Lions and all things that I think that they can continue to improve as the season goes on. So with that loss to Gonzaga, LMU, as we mentioned, now 7-10, and 1-2 and two in the West Coast Conference, and they will have a couple of games upcoming. We're going to preview those for you in just a minute. But first, a quick word from my bookie. It's 2020 and we're heading into a new year. And for the first time in a long time, the Patriots aren't making the Super Bowl. So who's your next pick? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, they've even got odds on the UFC. And with everybody's favorite Irish nuisance fighting on the 18th, things are bound to get exciting. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. And as we dive back in here on the LMU Basketball Podcast, we mentioned the Lions back in action tonight against the Pepperdine Waves, their rival. And this has been a really interesting rivalry in terms of the home court has meant so much for both ball clubs, but in particular in Malibu at Firestone Fieldhouse. Small gym, but for whatever reason, the Lions, uh, it's been a house of horrors for them, honestly. 20 of the last 21 trips up to Malibu have resulted in losses, including the last seven, with a couple of those being... Just odd, back-breaking, buzzer-beating, heartbreakers uh, in just the weirdest fashions possible. A couple of years ago, a tip-in from Chris Reyes with about a second to go for a one-point win. The following year, after the waves were down, trying to come closer at the free-throw line, a missed free-throw on purpose led to a Darnell Dunn three-pointer with a mere second to go to, again, 
lead to a one-point win for Pepperdine. So those have been the type of things that have happened in this building. It obviously doesn't affect this year's current team, but just kind of the history of what has gone down in the Firestone Fieldhouse for the Lions. LMU, uh, for what it's worth on their end, has won four straight home games against the Waves in Gersten Pavilion. But this one will be in Malibu, and it'll be an interesting ball game. Pepperdine had very high expectations coming into the year. They've definitely had some glimpses of playing really well. They took Arizona down to the wire. Uh, they've done so against other good teams as well. But right now, 8-9 and nine on the year and 1-2 and two in conference play as well for Pepperdine as they also impressively took Gonzaga kind of down to the wire, lost by 5 in that ballgame. They're coming off an 85-78 to 78 victory over San Diego to get their first conference win. But tough luck losses to Pacific at home by 3. That Gonzaga game, as we mentioned, and then bouncing back they also had just one game a week ago and that was that San Diego ball game so they have the Lions coming into town and for Pepperdine everything starts with Colby Ross he's the all-time leading assist man in Pepperdine history he'll soon become the all-time leading scorer if he stays for his senior season he averages nearly 20 points eight and eight assists per ball game big time three-point shooter and also gets to the free throw line a ton so he's kind of your prototypical analytics heavy point guard he gets to the rim he makes threes he gets to the free throw line and he scores well in all three areas so he is the keys to the car for Pepperdine Lions left to have a big time game plan to try to slow him down and then you look at other portions of the Pepperdine lineup uh, the Edwards brothers are certainly factors inside both of whom can step out and hit a three as well but Cameron Edwards the senior and his younger brother Kessler Edwards the sophomore both of whom very impressive and then you have Skylar Chavez, a junior college transfer out of Santa Rosa Junior College up north in Northern California. He's really the main three-point threat. Uh, and you look at a team that lost some three-point shooting from a year ago with the departure of Eric Cooper, a deadly three-point shooter. Chavez trying to fill that role. He had three three-pointers in their most recent game against San Diego. He also had three from Colby Ross and four from Cameron Edwards. So they still have guys that can shoot the ball or are willing to put it up and will definitely be a test for the Lions. And in this ball game, as I said, the key is going to be Colby Ross and trying to slow him down and in particular keep him off the free throw line and make him score his points on tough contested shots without fouling. In the win against San Diego, 11 of 15 from the free throw line. So 15 free throw attempts for the point guard, accounting for 11 of his 22 points in that outing. He also had seven assists. So he can do it in a multitude of ways, but you know, you're going to expect him to get his points. But as I said, you have to make him earn it. Uh, and really make it tough for Ross in that way. And and then just handling the versatility of the Edwards brothers. They can step out and shoot the three, as we mentioned. Cameron Edwards had four threes in their last game, leading them with 23 points. Kessler Edwards shooting about 40% from downtown as well. So really getting out on those shooters as well and seeing possibly if some of the other guys on the waves can beat you. And uh, for Pepperdine, they've dealt with some injury issues. Jody Smith not in the lineup uh, they've really gone with a shortened rotation, played just eight guys in the most recent game. Keith Smith, the transfer from Oregon, has also been out for an extended period of time. So short rotation for the Waves. If you can attack them back the other way uh, and cause some foul trouble, you might be able to cause some issues for a Pepperdine team that doesn't like to go deep into their bench. And uh, for the Lions, the key in that will be getting to the free throw line themselves. So I think the free throw numbers will be huge going both ways for the Lions to try to get to the line. We know that's been an issue in terms of making their free throws at a high percentage, but if they could do that, that's a huge plus. Uh, you know, Feeding Eli Scott and seeing if he can cause trouble for Cameron and Kessler Edwards, potentially get them into foul trouble, and then 
get up into the backups for Pepperdine, Victor Ojea, Obioha, and Jackson Stormo, who doesn't play a lot of minutes. If you can get to those guys and make them play heavier minutes than they're, they're used to, it could be a positive sign for the Lions. So I think this is going to be a very close nip-and-tuck type of ball game, and I think it should be a fun one, and hopefully the Lions can snap that losing streak in Malibu and start a streak of their own on the road. So it's going to be a fun matchup for the Lions. We said it's the first of two this weekend. They'll then travel to San Francisco. And before we get to that one, let's give you another quick word this time from Manscaped. Support for the Believe in LMU Basketball podcast comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be able to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their men's grooming products. Now, it can be tough. I mean, as we said, it's 2020. I'm sure everyone has their own stories, but that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Well, the second of two matchups this week for the LMU Lions, as we mentioned, is the San Francisco Dons. 13-6 and on the year, 2-2 two two in the West Coast Conference. But bouncing back after an 0-2 start with a loss versus St. Mary's and a loss at Portland with a 19-point win over Santa Clara and then a 4-point win on the road against Pacific. This will be their first game since that Pacific ball game, just like the Lions last week had one game on a Saturday. That is the schedule for San Francisco. And this will be a 1 p.m. tip-off on a Saturday afternoon for the Lions in the Bay, which is always really a competitive matchup, no matter what the record is for either of these two teams. It seems like whenever these two teams in particular match up, there's going to be a hard-fought, grinded-out, sometimes even comeback type of game. We've seen it on both sides of the ledger for both of these ball clubs. But San Francisco, despite having a new coach this year and losing Kyle Smith as he went on to, to take another job, still kind of plays the same way. They like to push the pace, they like to spread the floor, shoot the three, and get to the basket as well. And San Francisco continues to be a team that gets it done by committee. Charles Minlin, one of several good scoring options for the Dons. You also look at inside, they have Jumbo Lowell, the guard spots, Jamari Bouye, Jordan Rotino, and then some of the new additions for San Francisco where they score up and down the lineup. But Minland, Rotino, and Bouye on the perimeter are the guys you really look at. And then, as I said, inside, the big man, Jumbo Lowell, legit seven-footer, big body. It'll be a lot to handle for the Lions down low. And in this ball game, just like in the Gonzaga game, and even in the Pepperdine game, is there another team that likes to push it? Controlling the tempo, I think, is going to be key for the Lions. If they can play the game at more of a defensive, grinded-out pace, I think that'll be to their advantage. And then on the flip side for San Francisco, if they can get the ball moving, get out in transition, push the pace a lot more, then that would likely favor them. So I think that it's a an exciting weekend and one that could determine a lot for the Lions. It's still very, very early in the conference season, but you can come away with a couple of road victories, can really set yourself up well in conference play to get yourself near the upper half of the standing. So the Lions, uh, knowing what they have in front of them, a couple of tough teams, I think these are going to be both Pepperdine and San Francisco close ball games before the Lions return home the following week for Portland and St. Mary's. So I think for LMU, as we said, one game at a time, obviously, Pepperdine first up, then San Francisco. But uh, I do think that this is a young team where the young guys are continuing to grow. We've seen progressions from 
uh, as we've said, Jonathan Dos Anjos and his development, Kelly Lea Pepe, Sigurd Jawara, Diavante Williams, seven freshmen on the ball club, and each of them kind of trying to find their way and make their own strides. I think that they're all developing nicely, and it's important to preach patience while still expecting good play from the ball club. So I think 7-10 and 10, uh, for LMU, not a bad spot to be 1-2 and two in conference and an opportunity if they can come out and grind out a couple of tough wins to get themselves, as we said, right into the thick of the WCC picture. So uh, relatively short and sweet preview this week, but as we said, we'll be back next week as well for a lot more with the LMU Lions into the thick of conference play. Two games on the road this week. They got two upcoming at home the following week here on the LMU Basketball Podcast. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Know that if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We've had so many great ratings and reviews, so we really appreciate that. Continue to do that if you do enjoy the show. And also, as we said, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, whatever you need, we're there. Also, Believe.com with so many great shows, including uh, another show that I host, the Believe in LA Clippers podcast. There's pretty much every team and sport you need. It's all there on the network. Go ahead and check that out. And also be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. So with that said, Lions are in action. If you're tuning in to the Pepperdine game, I'll be on the air 6 p.m. tip-off for that one on 88.9 FM and then 1 p.m. on Saturday when they take on the San Francisco Dons. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elmi Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.